from Cape Town. This is the voice of the Cape. 91.3 FM. Burning issue on the voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. Assalamu alaikum. A very good evening to you. 14 after 7 o'clock on uh, the Burning Issue Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. My name is Gulam Fakir with you until 9 o'clock this evening. Something that has been in the news uh, for the last couple of years, uh, uh, give and take about maybe five to six years, if not a little bit more. And uh, we're talking this evening about uh, housing and evictions. So basically, I'm going to summarize a scenario and uh, the people that will be joining me in studio. Um, uh, well, well, they kind of share the same story, but uh, d- just differently. But I'm going to ask them to share their own story. So basically, you know about the eviction cases of residents from homes in prime areas and close to the inner circle or in the city, what am I talking about, are obviously on the rise with more than 60 cases already brought before Cape Town Magistrates Court between April and July. This is according to the data collected by Information um, and Research Center Open Up, who works closely with organizations like Reclaim the city, a movement of tenants and workers uh, campaigning to stop um, the displacement of people from well-located areas and secure access to decent, affordable homes or houses. Now, evictions come in different forms with private homeowners, city of Cape Town, and even the Department of Human Settlements responsible for displacement of families. We've got in studio um, uh, the following people that is in studio with me, and then, of course, we'll be getting some online. And during the course of uh, the show, 072 Four seven nine one three, and uh, also on zero two one four four two three five three zero. If you've got a similar issue, in fact, you could be listening to something that you've been trying to get hold of or information, and these are people that would be able to share that with you this evening. Mr. Clive Miller, he's the spokesperson of uh, um, for the South Road Family Association. Uh, Mr. Miller, thank you for joining us. Oh, good evening. Uh, thank you very much for having us here tonight. And then also alongside him is uh, Wendy uh, Elmerson, who is the media liaison for the South Road Family Association. Wendy, thank you so much for joining us as well. Thank you for having us, Gulam. And uh, of course, uh, Miss uh, Ashura Easton, Sisigul House, will, uh, will, will from reclaim um, the city. We're going to ask her to tell her own story. Ashura, Asalaamu Alaikum. Alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And then uh, in the studio with me also, 80-year-old gentleman, also 80-year young gentleman, <laughs> um, Mr. Kenneth Blaine, who is also in studio with us. Good evening, sir. Good evening. So um, uh, there, there was a situation um, in Bontiable, um uh, that I was... Um, informed about last year already and this is just to sort of uh, put into into context just a little bit so what happened was is that there was this guy he um he was basically born in the house literally right and uh, when he i must not opgegroeien bonteville and everything else and he got married and he moved to 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 port elizabeth and he lived there for about 16 years and then after his mom passed he was often in cape town to come and check up on his mom and make sure the house is maintained and everything of the sort he then moved back to cape town after his mom passed on and he basically put up home um in bonteville in a couple of months, or maybe yeah, maybe a couple of months, close to a year later, the city came and the city said this is rental stock and uh, they're not going to demolish the house. It's just that they feel that he cannot live in the house anymore. Um, and he was 
running from pillar to post. We had it on our news. We were covering the story as it is. We were trying to get hold of people to give answers, etc. Because if it was a situation like, for example, you know, that uh, Mr. Miller will be explaining to us, we could kind of understand a little bit more context, but we didn't understand what the issue was in terms of why it is that this gentleman had to leave his home. So uh, if you've got similar stories, I'd love to hear from you. 072-238-0712-47913. Already getting some messages here coming through from 0777. And so shukran so much for tuning in as well. Let's kick it off quickly. I want to start. I'm going to ask each one to um, to explain the the story for us, and then uh, inshallah we'll take it from there. I want to start off with Clive Miller, who's the spokesperson for the South Road Family Association. Mr. Miller, I don't think two hours is going to do justice to this to the show because there's a lot of information. I believe this is something that has been going on since 2014 already, and. Uh, where are we now? What is the situation? Paint the picture for me. Yes, thank you, Gulam, and thank you, listeners. Yeah, our battle with the city of Cape Town started in 2014 when we were asked to uh, leave our properties or in lieu of them started a bus rapid transport system. Just before you carry on, sorry, where? Which area? Where it is the suburb of Plumstead. It's, uh, the area where we live is between uh, Plumstead and Weinberg. And it goes on over the railway line to Waterbury Road where uh, Mrs. Almerson stays. Um, but we quickly found out that the city had a more sinister plan up their sleeves. Um, but we tackled the city on their own principles and on their own uh, battlegrounds and it's therefore that we won the first round and the city however fought back and we ended up again in court and this time the judge in the case awarded the city a victory but it was very very hollow but what had subsequently happened is that the Michael member then for transport, which is now with the good party, Brett Heron, he urged the city, although they have sort of won this hollow victory, they need to make an assessment to find out if that bid for the My City route down south is actually the preferred and best route. And they employed a company called PricewaterCoopers, which then in fact told the city that the Family Association of South Road was actually correct in saying that South Road is not the best route mm. and they need to listen to the community and take the Wetanel Corridor. They, however, is adamant and ignoring the very people they employed to do this and still hell-bent on coming down South Road. And it is then that urged us to do further investigation and now it has become crystal clear that the city is in no way interested in the bus route. They are, however, embarking on a quest to sell off these prime lands to developers, which we have also discovered that they are in bed with these developers. And they put up these blocks of flats, which is unaffordable for people in our price class. And these flats are then sold at an exorbitant price. And the communities, they do not care what happens to the communities in those areas. And it's very, very funny that the city preaches a message of inclusivity. 
when in actual fact we are actually seeing that there is a system that they are employing to get rid of the less fortunate and poor people within these inner cities and prime areas. It's a system we call gentrification. They take us and they move us out into the outer perimeters like Volverafir, Delft and Blikisdorp. And then they sell all these prime properties to developers. And you know, it is so frustrating. Just on that, on, on, on that comment, Mr. Miller, sorry to break your word, but uh, you know, have you brought this to the city's attention in terms of your findings and what, were the, what was the response? Well, the city always shines in their absence because the truth hurts. When they are confronted with these issues, they shy away behind all kinds of allegations saying that these communities owe them large amounts of monies. We have challenged them to come forward with these amounts. They haven't been forthcoming. We have realized that the city goes and black mouths the communities. But in fact, they are not actually interested in running these properties for a profit. Because why would you employ security guards at these homes, leave them empty, leave them to rot away, when so in fact people could be staying in them and then the city could generate money. So there are vacant property at the moment. There are many, many vacant properties. In, your, in, your, in, your in our road. areas, in many other areas. As a matter of fact, for the listeners, on Thursday, the city has... We've got a meeting in Weinberg because the city has made it clear that they want to sell off these vacant properties and want to demolish them. Were you there at the meeting? No, we are going to attend the meeting. Oh, it's, okay, coming it's coming down on up. Thursday okay. because we are going to confront the city officials there as we have done in the past. Right. Because we feel it is unfair that they are actually contributing to homelessness in a city that has such a huge backlog of housing, the city still deems it fit to evict people and add to homelessness. And they have many programs where they actually are worried about homelessness. So this is a double standard message that they are preaching. They're actually contradicting themselves with their actions. So we are going to be looking forward to confront the city on these issues. South Road is not unique. We, Wendy and the other members of the South that have gone to places like Legoland, um, Reiterwach, there's a place in Deval Drive, just a stone's throw away from here, where people are being evicted from their homes to make way for these yuppies who can afford 15,000 rand a month for these prime properties. Um, it is sad that in this day and age when our democracy has gone so far that the city feels that they are accountable to themselves by doing these kind of things. Mm. Mr. Miller, I'm going to have to go for some commercial news, but before I do that, um, I'd like to also just say that we have extended an invitation to both um, the city of Cape Town and uh, the Department of Human uh, Settlements, and uh, the both of them um, wasn't able to attend this evening, um, uh, neither to be in studio or on uh, the telephone line to speak to us about this, but I'd like to just uh, also, also do justice to the fact that they have sent through two press statements, or um, uh, written, basically, uh, uh, 
replies um, to this to this program, um, and I want to start it off. It, it, it comes from. Uh, I think it's Salika Lang Peterson um, who sent this on behalf of uh, Lutando. It says that we're referring to the historical title deeds of people because this was something uh, I need to go through this. Um, so the only rental properties are varied and managed under different pieces of legislation that governs what a government is allowed to do with public assets, such as city owned rental properties um, in general. We w- where legally and humanely possible the city endeavors to consider long-term tenants in good standing, especially for such ownership opportunities. However, each property must be looked at and evaluated on its merits. So it's basically just, you know, they're going through the whole thing of how it is to get to apply through human settlements, uh, you know, a pay slip not older than three months and all that kind of stuff that goes through this more just um, a formality around that. And then also from uh, the Department of Human Settlements, um, we obviously uh, extended an invitation to the, re- to, to the department and it says Thank you for your query. And I'm reading this verbatim as it is regrettably Minister Simmons is unavailable due to prior commitments. Um, I can state we've received a similar query from, this, from the Cape Times and our response was as follows. The Department of Human Settlements undertook a thorough public participation process and tenants were also given the opportunity to participate in the process in more than three public sessions convened in Plumstead and uh, were provided with non-verbal communic- uh, communication in this regard. The Department of Human Settlements finalized all outstanding matters in 2016 we confirm that the department will be pre- proceeding with the eviction and they mentioned some names over here um, who recently attended the hearing at the tribunal where the final determination was made. Kindly note that no paying tenant can be forcibly removed or evicted as previously stated. Specific evictions only proceed in particular cases where there is a breach of the contract or lease agreement. Any eviction can also proceed after following due processes to ensure both parties are represented. Perhaps there will be an opportunity for Minister in the near future to engage various human settlements matters on your platform. So that's the response from um, um, Minister Simmers in that regard. We'll get your comment and uh, we'll also bring in Mr. Blaine and Mr. Uh, Ms. Ashura also to speak to us um, around this. We've also got uh, Mrs. Hendricks who's also in studio with us and she's from Salt River. All this and more on the burning issue right here on The Voice of the Cape. Live from Cape Town, this is The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. Welcome back to Burning Issue, Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM, 021-442-3530-47913-072238-0712. Gets you in contact and indirect with uh, us here in studio. In studio, I've got with me Clive Miller, the spokesperson for the South uh, Row Family Association. We're talking about evictions here um, from City Rental Stock. Wendy um, Almerson, who is the media liaison for the South Row Family Association. And then also I've got Ashura Easton um, uh, from uh, Reclaim the City. Kenneth Blaine. Mr. Kenneth Blaine, 80 year young resident um, who was evicted from their home from 29 Plain Street out in Woodstock. And then I've also got Mrs. Hendricks, who is also from Saltover and is also currently facing eviction. And we're going to be speaking to them now. Um, Mr. Miller, I'm going to give you an opportunity just a little bit later to comment on the statement that, I've had, that I have read out from both the city and um, human settlements. But before we do that, let's move along to the 80 year old gentleman who is in studio with us, Mr. Blaine. Um, Mr. Blaine, once again, good evening. Good and, evening. And thank Thank you for being here with us um, in in studio. Thank you. So tell us what what is Mr. Blaine's story? T- paint the picture for me. Uh, look, my father worked for the council. 
he went on pension on the council. We lived at 377 Fortrecker Road, Maitland, between First Avenue, on the corner of First Avenue and Fortrecker Road. In 1976, uh, Mr. Krauss came to my father to ask us if we would move to 29 Plain Street. But they had no workers to clean up the house and that there were vagrants sleeping in the house before we moved in. My father sent me through it. I had to look at the house. I was in a terrible state. Mm-hmm. And they gave us a month to paint it out and everything. But I told my father we should buy the house and they said they, they can't sell the house because they cannot build a parking lot for the town or the... They, 31 is also, was also a council house. 27, a Portuguese chap of Mr. Pereira lived there. They were going to buy his house and then demolish it and have the parking lot built there. But Mr. Pereira said, you'll never sell to the council. Uh, the house is still standing. It's been bought twice since we in the house. And, uh, <coughs> and uh, I, I finished the house in a month when we moved in. That was in 1976. The house was on my father's name when my father passed in 81. It went on to my mother's name. Since 81, when my father passed, my mother used to send me to town to have the house put on my name. I'm still battling to have the house put on my name. 2014, we had a meeting with when my son moved in with me to let them know, you know, you've got to let the council know if someone moves in with you. And we had a meeting, and I again said I want the house put on my name. They told me I'll have it, I'll have it on my name. The rent will go up. I was working at that time. Mm. And I told them that's all right. I, I'm still waiting for the house to be put on my name. Mm. We used to get eviction orders, letters. I never took notice of it because I never got a court date. Mm. And now this, with this last eviction, the clerk of the court came in with a motorbike on a Thursday. He said he's got a eviction order. We weren't in court for this eviction. He got there the Thursday night. He said he's, he's serving the eviction notice on the Friday. The Friday didn't come. He came the Monday morning and with his boys and that, and they just packed the stuff out on the street. We were on the road the whole night. Wow. And reclaimed the city, helped us move in again the next day. Back into the same house. Back into the same house. Yeah. And what was that feeling like, to, uh, like Mister? Uh, I'm trying to understand, you know, um, just the thinking. You know, it, it, it appears that there's just been a, a a lack of compassion and and everything else. It just ties with that. What went through your mind? Man, it's the people that work for the council that are dead lost. You get some good ones, but most of them are terrible. They send you from pillar to post and that thing. They, no one wants to take the, <laughs> the buck. You, 
They send you to everybody. Then nobody helps you. This one sends you to that, that sends you to that. And Mr. Blaine, yes. you know, did they did they consult with you? How do you mean? Did, did, did they come? Did they come to you and speak to you and give you alternatives? No, nothing like that. So no alternative accommodation. Nothing. So where would you have gone if you if we claimed the city didn't come in and assist you? Well, we had nowhere to go at that time. And where do you find yourself now? I'm still in the house. You're still in the house. Yeah. Okay. And uh, the city giving you still a hard time? Now we're waiting for the business now. Mr. Brett Aaron came to see me. He spoke to me and that. He said they're busy with that in Parliament also. And they reclaimed the city. He's busy with it. So I'm just waiting now to hear what's going on. Mm. Okay, and then uh, I've also got Mrs. Hendricks who is currently facing eviction um, uh, yeah, in Salter. And before I bring Mrs. Hendricks in, I want to go for some commercial news. And uh, then thereafter, inshallah, we will continue right here with the burning issue on The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. family and make your life so much easier with one up cash and carry where you get more for less and excellent customer service at its best remember wholesale prices straight to the public one up cash and carry where you get more for less The Islamic Dawah movement of Southern Africa has built over 40 masajid as well as boreholes and classroom blocks all amongst previously disadvantaged communities. We have now commenced constructing a new masjid in Dimbanani village in Eastern Cape with the contribution of many parties and with united efforts. Help IDM complete this project sooner, inshallah. Every rand counts. Ideal for Sadaqa Jaria or Isali Sawab for Marhums or general donations. Call IDM on 031-304-6883. That's right. IDM on 031-304-6883. IDM. Together we merge the light of Islam with the people of Africa. Inshallah. Jolly Nuts Factory Shop. Stockists and purveyors of an array of dried fruit and meebles products. Cashew nuts, almonds, walnuts, pecanuts, pistachio nuts, peanuts and Brazil nuts. As well as your favorite crackles, chocolates, sweets, jellies and much, much more. Check out our brand new store at 9 Polaris Road, Lansdowne. Selling at wholesale prices direct to the public. Contact us on 691-1122. Jolly Nuts, your one-stop nut shop. Live from Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. The Burning Issue. It is the burning issue on uh, Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. Welcome to it. And we're talking about, uh, you know, evictions from uh, the city, uh, well, city rental stock as it is. And Mr. Kenneth Blaine uh, just uh, explained to us his story of number 29, Plain Street, out in Woodstock. Mrs. Hendricks, um, uh, who is also a resident of Salt River, is also being currently evicted. And I, and I believe that uh, will be appearing in court on uh, Thursday as well. But before we ask Mrs. Hendricks to tell a story, we've got a call on the line. Mr. Benjamin, Salaam Alaikum. 
Walaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Khamla all praise and thanks goes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opportunity to listen and to talk and no other lives are accepted except the life of the Muhammad Salam. That's why we interact. You know, Mr. Index and people of the South, four, four years ago we were on the case and I mean we stopped them in their tracks and keep on stopping them in their tracks because no way they can evict you people because to build roads first of all. You know, this is so hard. So there was a program before this on the burning issue as it, as it opens up. Um, when they basically the eviction eviction has started in the world already 70 years ago which is in Palestine and remember what uh, Madiba used to say the day when he came onto the podium on the parade Palestine will never be free until South Africa is free and South Africa will never be free until Palestine is free so I want to go back the tactics they are basically using at the moment here in the Western Cape is the very same tactic that's going on at the moment in Israel where the people is put out of their place they places are bulldozed. They want to bulldoze your homes to build roads for a bus to drive. This is so sad. I've helped people in District 6 because they wanted to put that people out and it took us five years and we just put them onto the halt. You people don't move out, your, out of your place because they have to give you a proper house, not uh, over a fee. Don't move out because because the end of justice is remember it is too much dividing. I was now the other night in the, in the artscape and now I was, it was such a beautiful program. I was invited up to the stage and I said to myself, no ways, Muhammad, you're not going onto that stage because there was people of double standards. I'm not going to say who they are, but I didn't want to be in their company because at the end of the day, remember if there's anything going on, even in Palestine, there's Mexico, anything, you can see who are the people on the stage and who was off the stage. Because at the moment, there is not going to be a play in the, on the weekend in the city hall, which is going to be called from Belha, from the District 6 to Belha right. to Cape Flat. That is not people of the District 6. We should be in that play and we would know how to put out the play. People smell the coffin, raise up because people are raising money for their court cases. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Lines are open and notes 1442353070722387124793. Get in direct contact with me. I would just also like to point out that there are some questions coming through with regards to getting the house on your name, etc. You know, change of ownership, house has been paid up for four years, etc. Uh, we're talking about the eviction from city rental stock. We're not talking personal buys or anything of the sort. So, uh, yeah, uh, just to sort of get that out of the way. Mrs. Hendricks, um, I mentioned that we're going to speak to Mrs. Hendricks. I'm going to try and see if I can make eye contact over the monitor <laughs> to speak to Mrs. Hendricks about this. Mrs. Hendricks, unfortunately, I, I, I believe we are we met for the first time and we, we've got to meet under these circumstances. We've got to share this very sad news with us. You know, just tell us your story. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I appear in the tribunal court they bring my rent down to 3,000 rand, and my rent was 4,500 rand. And um, now you can't get this right because the rent came down, and now we are taking me to court. He taking me to court, our landlord. And uh, he wants me to get out the house because he wants to put other people in the house. And the thing is, is I'm staying in the house for 51 years, oh. and I'm 82 now, and we see to the house, he never see to the house, that it can look like a house. 
that he can say today, Alhamdulillah, I've got houses because our tenants looking after the houses. He don't give paint and nothing to the houses. He just put the rent up and up and up twice a year. I think it's very unfair. We're also people that struggle. We're not rich people. But now he take me to court. I must appear on Thursday and see what is the outcome is. And uh, what did you say? Uh, I mean, obviously, Mrs. Hendricks, um, Mrs. Hendricks is receiving a pension. Um, a pen- I'm a pensioner, yes. And so how do you manage that? No, my son is staying with me. Okay. He's working for himself and there's sometimes there's work and sometimes there mm. isn't work but he don't care he, he put people out in the street last week I went to the people and I tell the people phone the police go in the house again mm. because it was raining and the people stopped standing in the rain it's so unfair for a Muslim to put a, another Muslim out and now he takes me on uh, interest money wow he say I own him 59,000 rand, which I don't even know about that 59,000 rand. He is a Muslim, and by our religion, you can't live and eat from interest money. But he do it how this man think, I don't know. Allah must make his mind open that they can think, right? Hmm. And so he, never, he never talk about me that uh, if I pay... Every month my rent and I pay a day too late that uh, he's going to put interest up. He just sent the attorney in the month of the big Ramadan. Every time he come to me, I get sick to think what is the next step, what he's going to do now. Mm-hmm. In the Ramadan, he sent me a letter, I must go to court. What I don't know how this man think. Mm-hmm. And what is, what is Mrs. Hendrick's options? Come Thursday. No, I just I must know you what the magistrate say. You know, mm. I've got the good attorneys. I'm busy now with the uh, a Cape Law Society, and they will be there in court in uh, in the regional court, second floor. Mm. And 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 let's say let's say you know the application is successful on Thursday. From his side, what will you do? I must now talk to the attorney and and ask them if uh, if we don't have I don't worry about myself but my son with the four children they go to school in Salt River where is the children going to school mm. you know you mentioned something um, you know that only a mother would 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 say I don't worry about me Yes, I feel sorry for the children if they go to stay other place now it's almost the end of the year where are they going to go to school and the children do so good at school a lot of things to consider lot the of one is 7, one is 10 and one is 12 they are the children that can travel with the bus mm. this landlord don't take that in consideration 
Very, very sad thing. Um, the, the, the story of Mrs. Hendricks, of course, and where in Saltrava is this, if I may ask? In Goldsmith Road. Goldsmith Road. Yes. Okay. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask uh, Miss uh, Ashura um, uh, to also just step in here, who, um, Miss Ashura Easton um, from Reclaim the City was also very much involved and just to find out her role um, as well. Um, Ashura, we've received a nice little WhatsApp for you. Let me let, let me first greet you and say salam alaikum. Um, and then there was one that came through. Let me see if I can get it quickly. That says, I'd like to send a big shout out to Miss Ashura Easton. Not only important lady in my life, but she's also my mother. And I suppose it's probably because of the hard work that you do. It says, I just want to say shukran to my mommy for always helping and putting so much effort into the lives of people who get evicted in the in the city um, with uh, with um, probably an invalid reason down with evictions down and yeah it comes from your daughter so I think I think when mommies and, and stuff that do things like that it does affect the families um, but I think that they also value what it is that you do and you, you instilling values in them before I, I bring you in let's see quickly who's on the line before we go for some commercial news voice of the cap salam alaikum Alaikum salam Gulam sorry Siraj here from Bontego speaking Salam alaikum Siraj well, um, if you look at a bigger picture into the smaller picture, what our Muslims are going through here with property and land and landlords, if you look at the bigger picture, Palestinians and neighboring countries, Muslim countries, were all the time there with the Arab League and nothing has been done to support that people. Now, this lady, a Muslim lady complaining about another Muslim that want to do it, even if she owes that man money, Where's the task team of the Muslim Judicial Council to interfere here? Not interfere, but to help. Because the Jews, most of the Jews that owned land in the Western Cape, they came into this country under uh, General Yanni Smith, and they were given first-hand, first-class citizenship in our country, and they own, they, they, they own about everything today. We've got to work through Roman and Dutch law to, to make a point, our point, you know, a valid, a valid and legal fact, we must now go to court and fight for a piece of land or a piece of house. All this land that they've got, the stolen land that they've got, and to see that our people must, must battle and to pay rent at her age. Even I must say, just a small something to add to the previous program. I'm listening. In 1907, we had 80,000 Jews living in Palestine. And you had in 1900, the same year, you had 550,000 Arabs. And a few Jews came together. I mean, we got rich Arabs around the world, and even a few here in South Africa that can make a difference. Now, 550 Arabs were eliminated. They started with, a, with the, 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 the United Nations were born at that time under Roosevelt, right. under Churchill, under Dr. Balfour. Mr. Escott, Dr. Wiseman, and they put Yanni Smut at the head, which he declined, but he gave the whole campaign how to eliminate 550,000 Arabs. You can imagine who's Palestine it was in 1907. If you had 80,000 poor Jews living in Palestine, in Palestine and 550,000 Arabs in Palestine, whose Palestine was it anyway? I hear you. Now, yeah, now, General Yanni Smut, at that same time, he decided to eliminate 700,000 of our people, which are buried now here by the Two Rivers Club, and now the city council want to build on top of that land. It's now the last two years that, uh, you know, I represent a lot of people, I represent the Koi, 
uh, or let me say I'm one of the followers that, you know, that follow up my culture, which my mother was in, as a Muslim, a great wrong was done to our people. They want to build like a whole city onto our people that was buried there, 700,000 people. They were killed out with smallpox. They were, they were slaughtered mm. and murdered. <clears throat> they, they, they were, their scalps were taken off their heads. Their, their scalps were sold for money. Okay, I hear you. I'm going to have to leave it there, but in fact, I think we actually just lost that call there as well. Uh, eight minutes to the hour of eight o'clock. And of course, there's a lot of frustration that, that, that's going, and you can hear the frustration in people's voices. You can hear the sad and the hurt in um, uh, Mrs. Hendrick's voice as well. And, uh, you know, it, it puts us as, you know, as, as a host of the show, present whatever you want to call us, you know, in a very awkward position because you do meet these people and, and it, it does become an emotional thing. And, and unfortunately, sometimes we have to ask the whole questions as well um, you know and that doesn't necessarily mean that we're sitting on the other side of the fence it's just a, a situation where we have to be you know fair in our reporting and asking those questions as well as is the case of me reading a statement from Department of Human Settlements and the city for that matter tell you what let's pay the bills on the other side we continue this is the voice of the Cape the voice of the Cape the voice of the Cape That's burning issue on uh, the voice of the guy. Five minutes to the hour of eight o'clock. I just want to uh, tell Auntie, well, somebody called you Auntie Paera. Yeah, and yeah. Subaida. Yeah, but this person called you Auntie Paera. Yes. And uh, his name is Ibrahim Flores, and he says, I know Auntie Paera, and may Allah make it very easy for her. Uh, she is a very sweet and precious person that we should treasure. You've got more fans than me, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so let's move along quickly before we... And we are a well-known family. Oh, oh, excuse me. I do apologize. I I, I apologize. You come from a well-known family. family, I'm just here for 10 years. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so before we bring in Ashura, let's just see who's on the line. Voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. I'm listening. I needed to turn your radio down for me quickly and then we can talk quickly. Hello? Yes. Are you with me now? I am with you. Speak okay. to me. I'll just put the radio quickly down. Yes, please. Okay, so while we are trying to just get the radio down there in the background, we are talking about um, evictions from rental stock. Let's see quickly. Um, again, are you with me? Who am I speaking to? You're speaking to a resident in, in Gosford Road. In Go- okay. I've, I've been staying in Gosford Road for the last 52 years. Okay. Yeah. Are you with me? I'm, I'm listening to you. I'm listening. Yes, I've listened to what uh, Mrs. Hendricks has said, and I'm very sorry to say it is so unfair. That lady has been staying all the years, and I've just uh, uh, visited the neighbor next door, and she also got the eviction. She has to be out by the end of... Uh, December. What is wrong with these landlords? And on top of it, they put people in the other houses that that's drinking wine, the bottles are lying in the pavement, and, and smoking dach as well. What is happening in Salt River? Mm. 
Okay. Shukran so much for that call. I appreciate it. And now we've 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 got to we've got to go into we've got to get into some of the hard questions that unfortunately we're going to have to ask. And zero double one five. We took the question right from my script this evening. And um, but before we do that, let's just get into uh, into the discussion with Ashura Easton, uh, who is from Reclaim the City. Ashura, alaikum. We've been sitting very patiently, and uh, you basically let me not say what it is you do. You tell us what it is that you do. Assalamu alaikum. Alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I'm from Reclaim the City. It's a social movement. Um, we fight unjust evictions and we assist um, where we can. We um, do a support system for people that's going through evictions, the evictees, and as well as we have an advice assembly on a Thursday evening at the Old Woodstock Hospital at 7 o'clock in the evenings. That's basically where we um, give support, firstly, and secondly, we teach people their rights. So we believe that knowledge is power. So mm. once you have your knowledge, um, you have your power. But also when people go to court, we go out there and go and support them. Court support is very important. So what we also do is on a daily basis, Monday to Thursdays, there are people being evicted every single day. There's not one day that we've come to court and there's no eviction taking place. Mm. So when we go there, people are scared. Whether it's a criminal court or whether it's a civil court, you are scared if you are alone. Many people don't want to tell other people that they're going through an eviction because many feel that it's possibly the skin being pulled off their face. They don't want neighbors to know. They don't want family even to know at those times. So, yes, we are there. We go out there, and that is what we do. We support them. We tell them basically what happens on their first appearance, what they could do. We also assist them to go to the pro bono attorney's of which you would know who they are. Who they are, and we go and even assist them into the extent of taking them to those pro bono attorneys. Mm. Um, many of them um, have possibly just rental housing tribunal issues where they have problems with their landlords, and then we go and do that as well. So that's basically what we do. But um, fighting an unjust eviction is what we do. Support is very important, and that's where um, Reclaim the City has come in mm. with both cases for um, Mrs. Hendricks as well as for Mr. Blaine. I'm talking about those cases, Ashura, just to come in. And I want to sort of get context with regards to this. And 0115 has basically taken, like I've mentioned, he's taken the question of my script. Um, it's, it, it sounds the way Mrs. Hendricks is, is explaining to me that uh, she is in a private-owned um, home of which she's renting from someone. Yes, she is. Right. So... It's not the city that owns it. It's a private owned, and he's the landlord, basically. That's right. Of, of that. And, and, and I want to get into 0115. It says, it's, is the owner of the property not so... Well, let me get the start again. Is the owner of the property supposed to surrender his property to the tenant? What must the owner of the property do? What about his rights as, a, as an owner regarding his own property? Look, we understand that the landlord, too, has rights, but we obviously always... Um, stress that is very important for an eviction process to take its course um, in the sense of where the personal circumstances needs to be taken into consideration the city of Cape Town needs to be called they definitely do need to become a respondent on your court paperwork once you get served um, once the city of Cape Town is a respondent and they do come and testify um, they will then offer you alternative accommodation when it comes to an elderly person or children many times um, of the case they would call in um, social services um, the Department of Social Services where they come and do um, their story about what they have to offer with the elderly unfortunately they do only say that they have they that they can place them on a, a list to place them into an old age home 
And um, for me personally, and I think for many others out there, for you to be living with your mom for maybe 50, 60 years, and your mom's maybe 80 or 90, to go and place your mom at that point in time in an older home, I don't think that many people are very comfortable with it. And Could it also be a situation of being irresponsible for you who's been living with your parents for so long and not making sure that they are sorted with it is putting them on a housing list 30 years ago? Well, then again, you could also see it as where the parents were living with you hmm. um, and you are being evicted. But it's unfortunate that when it comes to an eviction, all the tenants' names goes onto that list for when they get evicted. But now, what happens in a case? Let's just summarize everything, right? I mean, there's a lot of information. People can go and read up about it. Two hours is not going to yes. do justice to it, you know. And we, we can, and I'm playing devil's advocate because you, you obviously you are sympathetic towards an 80-year-old, you know. Um, but surely, as a as a as a property owner, it's, it's my house. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So, so what I'm saying, what I'm asking is, is that. Do I not have rights as that owner? Yes, you do have rights. Definitely, you do have rights. Then why are you challenging me when I am just asking for for them to move? Look, I, I'm playing devil's it's, advocate. It's, it's not challenging anybody or any landlord. It's their property and they have that right. If I was a landlord too and I made an investment in a property, I too would want my property for whatever reason. However, you cannot just put someone out. You need to follow the eviction process. So you don't have an issue with, um, you know, the fact that they want to be, uh, they want the person to be evicted. You've got an issue with it or not. The process has been followed properly. That's right, and also that it becomes a just eviction, where the tenants do not firstly become homeless. Okay. Secondly, that the older generation does not just get shoved mm. into an old age home, and thirdly. I think that when the city of Cape Town wants to throw us 29 kilometers out into Wolverivir or before Blokisdorp, they're now wanting to go to Campis, which is in Philippi. That's where they wanted to put me with my eviction. So I've also currently just gone through an eviction and it ended in May month. Um, and that's where they wanted to take me. And unfortunately, I'm sorry to say, the city has failed me even with emergency accommodation. Mm. And that is what I want to talk about, and this is where I want to bring in people um, like Mr. Miller and Wendy to look at this accommodation because I've got my own personal view around the matter, and that doesn't matter. Um, but for me, for, for me, the thing is, if you look at areas like Campus, like uh, Blackistorp, like Wolf, uh, Wolf and stuff, it it has become so clustered. You know, and, and, and so overpopulated that you've got to ask yourself, when are they going to put a globe or a dome over here and just like block us off from every, everything else? You know, because the vices are now becoming even worse. Yes. You know, um, traffic, shopping malls, schools are being overfilled and all of that. And, and, and you sort of recognize for arguments like the low-cost housing that they're building along the N2 and in Delft and yeah. in Haderfeld and those areas and stuff. You recognize and you can acknowledge, oh, okay, they are doing something nice. But I've always maintained this. It absolutely looks like a glorified shack. <laughs> And that is my personal view. It's got nothing to do with this program, nothing to do with Voice of the Cape. I've always just said that, that it really just looked like a clue. Because everybody is just like stacked on top of each other, yeah. you know. And you, you, you're starting to realize that something that I take a bus in the morning for argument's sake because it's convenient for me. Usually when I used to take the bus, it would 
you know, maybe six people in the bus. Mm. Now I'm almost got to stand if I'm lucky because they've been moving people into our areas and stuff like that. And did it take everything into consideration? But we're going to be talking about this in morning, like I'm from Menovyesik Memonto. Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The Welcome back to Burning Issue on the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. I'm Gulam Fakir. I will with you all the way through to 9.26 after 8 o'clock. And uh, time flies when you talk about pertinent issues or when you're also having fun. We're talking um, uh, about a pertinent issue this evening. We're talking about uh, the city rental stock and evictions. Uh, many, many articles that we can reference, the latest one being... Being on the 9th of October, uh, talking uh, about the alarm as eviction case spiral and clog up at Cape Courts. They're saying that local courts are being inundated with eviction notices, mainly from Woodstock, Salt River and Maitland, as developers are eager to get rid of tenants. Um, and obviously, uh, something that Mr. Miller alluded to earlier, um, uh, to lived for, where, where tenants have been living for generations, and now they want to get rid of this for the developers to build these expensive flats. And this article um, was published. Uh, let me just see if I can find the, re- the reference there. Oh, an IOL. So you can go and check it out as well, um, just as a point of reference. In studio with me, I've got um, uh, Mr. Miller. And he, of course, um, well, I've been calling him Mr. Miller, Mr. Clive Miller, the spokesperson for the South Road Family Association, as well as Wendy um, Elmerson, who is the media liaison for the South Road Family Association. We have Ashura Easton uh, from Reclaim the City, and then uh, Mr. Kenneth Blaine, eight-year-old resident uh, from number 29 Plain Street in Woodstock, and we also had Mrs. Hendricks, um, uh, who also joins us in the studio. Another guest to also tell us her story. Um, with regards to an eviction that is taking place at the moment is Beverly Strong from um, in Naruna? Naruna State in Southfield, yes. Great stuff. Beverly, thank you for joining us this evening on The Burning Issue. Thank you for having me. Beverly, just paint the picture for us. What is your story? How are things going? What is the process like? And what is the latest? Okay. Um, I, I live um, on Aruna Estate, which is just compromised of 156 units owned by the provincial government, the Department of Human Settlements. I'm the deputy chairperson of the Naruna Estate Residents Association, um, and I'm facing eviction. Um, I feel it's, um, I'm being victimized because I'm the deputy chairperson and I'm kind of the voice of, of the community. Um, I'm the only resident facing this eviction threat. We, it's been a long process. Five years ago, we were um, told to either move to Pelican Park or sign new three-year leases. We refused to do that. There was never any public participation. We met with, with the ex-minister, Bongin Kosi Metikizela, who agreed that the process was flawed and um, that there had been no public participation and that he would kick-start the whole process. Beverly Sorry to break your word. I just want to comment on, or rather, want you to comment on a, a um, part of a statement that was released by uh, the Department of Human Settlements to our news department, where they said that the Department of Human Settlements undertook a thorough public uh, participation process, and tenants were also given an opportunity to participate in this process in more than three public sessions convened in Plumstead. Yet you're saying that uh, that know, is not true. That okay. is not true, and I have. I have it in writing from the minister 
saying that he agrees the process was flawed and that he will kickstart the whole the whole process. There would be no evictions. He instructed his officials to facilitate this process and that was just ignored by the officials. All correspondence is ignored. Um, I was served last year in August, I was served with an intent to evict, uh, took it to the tribunal. The tribunal have ruled against me in favor of the department. Um, I was at, at uh, Ndafuna Akwezi today, they're they assisting me. Um, really, I'm just being victimized. I'm a 50, single 58-year-old woman. I have two foster grandchildren. I, I was recently diagnosed with colon cancer. I'm undergoing chemotherapy. I've had major surgery. Um, and and it, is, it is really just a case of victimization. The tribunal were not interested in my story as, as chairperson, as deputy chair of the um, Naruna State Residents Association. They're saying that the department are evicting me in my personal capacity. I am... Only two of the 156 units, two people took up the offer of Pelican Park, and more than half of them have not signed the new lease. So what I'm trying to say is there are, there are more than 50% of the residents who are in the same position that I am in, and yet nobody else has received any sort of correspondence, any threat of eviction, only me. What are they offering you as an alternative, Beverly? Nothing, nothing anymore. They, they, they offered me Pelican Park in the beginning, as they did with everybody. Um, at that time, there was no infrastructure. There was no schools or, or clinics or transport or anything. Mm. Um, they offered you a basic show, um, and, and we all refused that. They did say there would be Brian Kawano, who's head of asset management, did at a meeting, at a public meeting at the local school, which we attended, said, it, said there would be other options if we didn't want Pelican Park. No other options have ever been forthcoming. Um, and now they, the Pelican Park is full. So if that option is not no longer available. Mm. But they're not prepared, to, um, they're not prepared to, to accommodate me in any way. They just want me gone. Okay, They're but what what could be, what could be the reason? Let's look at you. I mean, you're paying your rates and everything okay, else. Okay, what what they're saying is um, they are citing three reasons. Okay. First of all, there are arrears. The arrears are due to the department's incompetence. I waited two years when I moved in. I waited two years to get my lease and my rent card in order to start paying. In in that two-year period, and I have correspondence to back me up, I, on numerous occasions, got hold of the department and said, when am I getting my lease? How do I pay? How much do I pay? And they t- kept telling me to wait for my lease and my rent card. That took two and a half years. There my arrears accumulated. Um, but I made an arrangement. I pay more than double what I should be paying. Um, to, to, to pay those arrears off because I realized I did live here, I do need to pay it. Mm. And it was due to the department's incompetence. The second reason is that I refused the Pelican Park offer, but so did 150 other units. And also I wouldn't sign the new three-year lease because there was no public participation and the minister said he would kickstart the process, which 150 other units also did. There are a lot of other residents with, with arrears and a lot more than mine. So this is why I'm saying I've been singled out because I'm very vocal mm. um, and because I'm the deputy. I'm, I'm kind of the spokesperson for, for the community. I'm the voice 
Okay. Um, our, ch- our cheerleader is the brains and I'm the voice. Okay, so now, according to the Department of Human Settlements as well, that they will be proceeding with the eviction of uh, Ms. Beverly Strong. What are your options now? You mentioned earlier that you've been seeking assistance. What happens next? Where, where, where to from here? Let's say they are successful. What happens? Well, um, you know, I'm, I'm just knowing the government as it is. Um, there's, there's an awful backlog, um, as, as you mentioned. So it's not going to happen overnight. Um, um, I've contacted various organisations, various pro bono, um, you know, people, and I've got lots of appointments. I'm going to pursue every single avenue to be heard. I've been advised to let it, to let them proceed and, and have my day in court and speak to the magistrate myself. Um, but in the meantime, I have I've done various newspaper interviews, radio interviews. I'm going to approach every organisation that I can find and, and I'm just going to get as vocal as I can and wait for my day in court. Beverly Strong, I'm going to have to leave it there. Thank you for your time. <laughs> Thank and you. all the best and please do keep us updated. I will. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank uh, you. Bye-bye. I want to bring in Wendy. Eh? I mean, you've been assisting all around as well and also familiar with um, with the case as well, Wendy. Yes. Um, I met Beverly in 2014 and prior to that I knew her boyfriend Peter. Beverly's had it hard. She even ch- tied herself to her gate at home. She refused to be evicted. Um, I take my hat off for her for standing strong and not giving up and also being the voice to the community of Neruna Estates. Um, I deal with Beverly daily on a daily basis. We'll chat. I've also asked South Road families if it's okay that we can assist her with legal representation. And we're just in discussion of that now. Okay. So let's come back uh, to Mr. Miller. We're going to go around the clock again. Um, we've basically heard the stories from the from from um, Mr. Bailey, so let's Mrs. Hendricks, and then also um, Beverly as well. But now let's look at your association again and I see you've been making notes yes thank you Gulam. Um yeah in response uh, to the city we as a South Road Family Association is aware of the uh, city of Cape Town's tactics um, they will never uh, face us one on one as a matter of fact the uh, previous MACO member Mr. Brett Heron ran away from a, a meeting that was arranged by the uh, NCOP at the community in Plumstead. Um, he cited that we are uh, unruly and that we are a violent community. And yet, in our long battle uh, with the city of Cape Town since 2014, there's never been one stone thrown. There's never been one tire set alight, as which is so synonymous with every other community that's had service delivery issues. So I don't know where Mr. Aaron got that idea from. But uh, now that he is in the know, he actually knows that we are intelligent uh, uh, people and we, we fight the city on their own grounds and with their own arsenal that they fail. It's true, as people say, the city is in shambles. Um, but what we have come to know is that they are lying. All the time they are lying through their teeth because they hide behind bureaucracy. We've had two previous meetings with the previous Minister of Human Settlements and various issues were brought to her attention with regards to these evictions and people that is acting so uh, unscrupulous as in the case of Reitewach with Communique where poor people are being evicted and Communique is actually... uh, 
starting businesses where these uh, previously government-sponsored uh, homes are now uh, being turned into lucrative business opportunities for Reitavach uh, residents that are thrown out and Communique has got these organizations and companies that are making a profit out of previously government-sponsored homes. Um, the department um, is evicting people, the city of Cape Town, and putting in their own officials. Now, if that is not a travesty of justice, then I don't know what. And we have got proof to that effect. So what are the reasons for that? Well, look, the city is very much on a quest, like we say, to basically sell off these uh, lands. So they're putting their own officials in so that the, the vagrants can't move in. And obviously people that are in need of homes cannot move into these homes. They know that is inevitable to happen. Therefore, they are placing their own uh, city of Cape Town metro cops in those houses, obviously for various reasons. And the obvious one is that it will be protected. But what was very, very uh, uh, Important from the word get go, and I forgot to admit it to say that when we first started the battle with the city, they took the hardline stance and they're still doing it. They're telling us that they are under no obligation to give us alternative accommodation, and that is in direct contrast to what uh, the constitution says because the constitution says that everyone has the right to adequate housing. Mm. And the government must ensure that this right materializes. So I don't know if the city of Cape Town feels that they are accountable to themselves and they don't have to respect the constitution in that regard. That is the one issue. And these officials come around, they make promises. We have even uh, asked the president in an open letter to put a moratorium, place a moratorium on evictions. And he alluded to it in the State of the Nation address. And all he said was, these evictions must stop. And that was all. Nothing official. Nothing official, no no concrete. So it it seems to me that even the highest power is not willing to commit to the constitutional rights of our people. I wanted to hold your thought. I'm going to come back to you after the break, and I'll, then I'm also going to give Wendy a few minutes, and then, then there are one or two questions to um, Ashura that I want her to answer, and then we're going to have to wrap it up, okay? So we've got about uh, 12 minutes or so before we need to conclude. Um, and uh, before we go for that commercial break, um, just a messenger that came in. It says, if you look at what's required uh, to qualify for a unit at Communicare as a pensioner, we never ever will be able to get a unit that comes from three three five eight seven shukran i appreciate your whatsapp oh seven two two three eight oh seven one two double two nine says i stand for the people of south road we had the same thing but with a private buyer in beggar square vitabuma um i live in pelican park since 2014 and not sorry that i moved here no worries the property is on my name from double two oh nine, value your comment as well. Let's go for some commercial news on the other side. We are going to continue and wrap it up. Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The burning issue. 
I do apologize to double five one three. Shame you sent this this WhatsApp in a, a, almost an hour ago, um, and double five one three says. Maid and Plato should be answerable for all these for all these evictions. What kind of mayor does not know what's happening in his city? Even council staff are being evicted from council dwellings, and huge amounts of rent should be paid uh, via new leases. Appreciate your comment. Double th- double five one three five one three eight says salam guys. Um, just remember the ANC is not ruling South Africa. Only elite groups, white minority, are ruling South Africa. It comes from Mr. I think it's Malam. And then I'm going to keep that question um, when I speak to to Ashura a, a little bit later. Uh, recently, the city increased the rent of poor domestic workers living in Salt River from 243, from 243 rand to 5,500 rand. This is a 2,000% increase overnight. Um, that comes from 1185 that also shared um, in there as well. Let's quickly hand over to Wendy. Wendy, with regards to the area that, you know, where you guys are doing your work. Yes, Kula. Where are we now and what is the way forward? As the South Road families, we refuse to back down. We will continue to fight um, against the city. We have legal representation who's representing us in court and our attorneys will definitely be engaging the city. Okay. And, uh, I mean, this must be a costly affair. I mean, attorneys and everything else, or is it at least for now pro bono? Or? For now it's pro bono, yes. However, each family member within the fa- uh, the association contributes the minimal amount every month. Okay. Um, and, yes, and then we pay that towards the attorney's fees. Okay, that's fantastic. Yes. And then, Wendy, also just, and, and you can share between the two of you quickly, um, you know, just advice to others who might be facing similar struggles, you know, um, because it's, it's like um, Ashura alluded to earlier, where you just keep up you're worried about saving face and what the neighbors going to say etc etc you know just to give some words of encouragement as well i'm going to let clive miller answer that but what i do want to say gulam our fight started in 2014 we were all fearful at first um and of course now five years later we're still fighting so definitely there is hope as long as you have faith fantastic yes um i want to also iterate that you should not back down never give up Muster up all your strength and please keep on reminding those that we have put into power that they must serve us and not the other way around. And I want to encourage you with the wise words from someone who said, freedom that does not bring equality is not freedom we want or should be content with. Powerful words. Powerful words. Mr. Miller, thank you so much for coming in this evening as well as Wendy. Thank and you Mr. Bailey, us. thank you for joining us. Mr. Hendrix, shukran so much. We've got a huge fan base. I said that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ashura, just uh, very quickly. Um, and I want to thank uh, this. Um, yeah. Mr. Uh, Mrs. wanted to speak to me. The biggest calm. Okay, while, we, while we're trying to do that quickly, just um, Mrs. Hendricks? Yes, Gulam, I just want to thank the Reclaim City and for John T and all the attorneys that so helpful to us. Thanks very much for you. Shukran, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Hendricks. I appreciate your comment as well. Um, then also, um, my daughter tried to get a place in Dromedaris that are owned by a company that are... Um, 
in the studio, the criteria they want is your whole life. She and her husband earn more than 13,000 Rand. That's what they asked for, but she was declined. What can she do? When you talk about housing and healthcare, it's, it's, it's huge. It matters to, to, to these people. Um, just want to say shukran for always uplifting the, uh, the people who get evicted every day and having to face court days every day. Shukran for spending the time for doing court support and helping those around you, especially people um, you don't know. But have the heart to listen to the stories appreciated um, most, and that, uh, I think this goes to you, Ashura, um, and that um, also from the CGH Woodstock uh, that came in there. Um, yeah, that's something I can pass on, Ashura. Before we go, there was one question that came through. It says that uh, they don't think that it's a very realistic approach about what you spoke about earlier. They say even if the process is followed and the person is still evicted, she obviously will still be homeless. And of course, the um, you know evicted person won't uh, accept accommodation if it's not in the area. So it does sort of tie in, you know. So your comment on that? Um, I agree with that, but um, that is the realistic of what actually does happen with an eviction. Um, you many times become homeless if the city cannot um, uh, face up to what they need to provide us. And yes, we do get thrown into the outskirts um, of where we originally stayed. So like I said um, previously, with my case, um, they would have wanted to throw me in Wolverifere, but um, we knew that when the city came to come and testify, that Wolverifere was full at that time when they came to come and testify, and they knew that too. Um, and then Campus became an option. Mm. So yes, I resided in the Salt River area and I was evicted from the Salt River area. Um, and I would have gone to campus and like I explained the situation there wasn't too great to actually go there. Um, but the city failed me because the day before um, my eviction was granted, um, sorry, um, the day before my court order was finalized for me to um, be evicted from the Salt River residence, um, that's the day that they asked me to go and view campus. I actually forced them to take me. I had to meet them there in an area that I didn't know. The city official met with me. Um, I had to drive in the car. I was instructed that I'm not allowed to get out. I needed to remain in the vehicle. And when friends of mine came along, they were a bit late. My friend had a camera because it's like something new where you're going to move to possibly and, you know, stuff like that. Um, the city official actually threw myself and a friend with my three-year-old baby out of the car. He then phoned his senior and said um, that um, we now want to go back in, I want to go and walk. My thing was just that the fact that you wanted me to go and live there tomorrow but you don't want me to, don't want me to walk the grounds today. Mm. That for me was a question on its own and also with the statistics of the murders in the Philippi area on its own, that for me was a concern. So guess what, with the um, city official phoning the senior and actually saying that, the city actually um, just and then they then made contact with me with my um, pro bono attorney and she also withdrew herself from the case hence the city of Cape Town is actually a client of that firm itself so um, I would have basically have been stranded luckily I in last year October I um, started using the facilities of what is now dubbed as the, the Sissy Cool House, which is the old Woodstock Hospital in Woodstock. 
um, because um, constructive eviction was starting to take place from the landlord, where my electricity was cut and my water was cut. I've got a three-year-old baby, 16-year-old son, and a 19-year-old daughter. Um, when that started happening, I started, you know, looking for things because then the eviction process um, has started already. And luckily, um, I started using the facilities um, I was in by a certain time because um, Reclaim the City uh, received a court interdict to say that they can no longer take any other people um, at the day hospital. So luckily, I was in by that time and my name was there and stuff. But if it wasn't for the old Woodstock Day Hospital, where would I have gone with my children? Mm -hmm. So yes, the people out there call us criminals. But guess what? I didn't see myself as a criminal because where would I have been staying right now? Mm. So um, with that being said, um, we don't want to go to Wolverhampton because I personally believe, besides reclaim the city, um, I personally believe that I can live and work and play in the same area. I too have the right to live in Seapoint, Greenpoint, Weinberg, Constantia. Um, that I can do everything in the same area. It's not fair that we need to travel for two, three hours to get to work, um, back again home. When do you spend time with your family? So your traveling expenses becomes quite a bit. And then also with the trains being late, you're going to get to work late. You're going to be fired eventually. What are you going to do then? Involve Revere, 29 k's out of Cape Town. Where's the transport system there? Where's the clinic? Where's the schools? I mean, I have a son that goes to Harold Creasy High School. Um, my daughter is at college in Paro, and my baby is with me. So, yes, we don't want to be homeless, but many times we are. Again, I'm mm. going to say to answer that person, um, if it wasn't for the Sissy Gull House, I wouldn't, I would have possibly have been homeless. And so then the with the area too, okay. um, I don't think anybody wants to move out of an area close by, possibly if we don't have an option, but I don't think it's fair to anybody and constitutionally right to send somebody so far away, um, away from their families and um, friends of the area. Just before we wrap up, and I've got about three minutes or so before I do, and I want to continue this discussion in terms of your role with Reclaim the City. There were many questions that came through, and I thought I'll just summarize it very quickly. I, I, I painted the picture with regards to this 44-year-old guy out in Bonteville. He was literally, literally um, you know, born in the house, raised in the river. Another few questions that came through. It also spoke about, you know, and I wanted to share advice with these people. What is it that they can do? People are saying, you know, my, my I grew up in the house and it was my granny's house. And then it became my dad's house. Um, you know, then it became my uncle's house. And I was like, I'm all know if I do they all passed on, mm -hmm. you know. And now the city is saying you need to move. It doesn't just automatically become yours. And they want to institute the, you know, the whole eviction process. What is it that those people can do? Um, what I'm going to advise people out there, to all the listeners that have those concerns, um, look, every every case is an individual case, firstly. Secondly, um, they do need support. So what we offer at Reclaim the City is we have the advice assembly on a Thursday evening. They are more than welcome to come even this Thursday evening. It's at the old Woodstock Hospital. It's in Mountain Road. And we meet at 7 o'clock. That is where we do the um, advice assembly. We give advice to people who has concerns like these that were raised now, as well as we teach people their rights. So once you have, you know, your, your rights, you have knowledge, and knowledge is power. Mm. So I'm going to encourage them to come along to the advice assembly. They also um, encourage to go to our website, um, being the evictions.org.za, where they can also do the eviction process because what we've, we've realized that it's not just meeting people um, 
one-on-one basis, but there are people out there even across the world that's going through evictions and that they can go online and go and see what the process is like and where they can actually go to. Hmm. Message, um, uh, and I'm, I'm going to give you, Mr. Miller, another minute or so just to just let us know very quickly what's the way forward. But I just want to say there's a message that came in um, uh, from 7575. May the Almighty make it easy. And all of you, especially also Auntie Baina, who's facing these unjust um, evictions and granted successful outcome. Um, I mean, keep fighting. You're one amazing woman for standing up and speaking up against the issue. Auntie Baina, of course, uh, getting that message. Uh, just needed to share that with you. Now, she made a very um, uh, interesting point factual she says she comes from a popular family so and I, that is why she's popular um, mr miller you know just as a as a as a point of departure quickly for your organization what is the next step what do we do i've got a minute for you yes i encourage people to stand together because only through unity that we will eventually overcome this battle and we need to constantly remind these officials that are in power that they need to honor their constitutional commitments to the people of South Africa. Because if they don't, we do not even want to think of the alternatives uh, that can happen. Each and every day you will just open the newspapers and listen to the radio where people are up in arms. But we always implore people not to resort to violence and rather sit around the table and discuss and negotiate the way forward um, so with the people just, if we come together that is the only way that we are going to overcome and eventually taste the fruit of our of freedom. Mm. Thank you so much um, to all the guests who joined us in studio this evening. Uh, Beverly Strong, we just spoke to her a couple of minutes ago. Also in studio, Mr. Clive Miller, the spokesperson for the South Road Family Association. Wendy Elmson, who is the media liaison for the Southwood Family Association. Also, Mr. Um, Kenneth Blaine, eight-year-old um, resident from number 29 Plain Street in Woodstock, also having the same issue. Um, also from Reclaim, the city, Ashura Easton, was also in studio with us, as well as um, uh, Mrs. Hendricks, as well. It's been wonderful being in your company. I'm all over you ready tomorrow morning between 6 and 9 again, inshallah, on breakfast, standing in for Sabra. Looking forward to it, to engaging with each and every one of you. It's been wonderful being in your company. Umar Morris, thank you so much for production uh, to Kani as well and uh, yeah like I said we do this again tomorrow inshallah remember Shafiq Sadiq is on with you Shafiq Sadiq yeah he's in for you Sufi sorry I didn't I didn't say anything else <laughs> uh, Shafiq Sadiq is with you um, uh, at 9 o'clock that spot on top of the hour with a caravan he keeps you company all the way through to the wee wee hours of 12 o'clock from myself Kulam Fakir and the team will do this again tomorrow morning have an absolutely fantastic evening in the company of the Voice of the Cape until then Lekkadeh. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.